calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. everybody and welcome to the flow i am doc rocket community manager here at ecamp along with my awesome co-host katie fox katie fox is in the <laughs> building guys as you can tell we are not in our respective studios in the honolulu office as i like to pretend it is and in the massachusetts office we are in tejas right we, we are, are in dallas tejas and it's cool we got our little backdrop here our portable stage we brought our equipment so today we're going to be talking about taking your show on the road, right? Absolutely are, yeah. And we, we're also going to talk a little bit about the value of attending these conferences in real life. I, you know, I know all of you out there have been doing a lot of virtual events. We do a lot of virtual events, but there is a benefit in being out with people, getting to network and, and spend time. So we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that as well and how do you set things up. How do you stay calm as Doc stays calm throughout all of it? But uh, but yeah, if you've been wondering how to kind of get out there back into the real world, this is your episode. It's, it's kind of funny because we just kind of had the pre-show, but then there's the pre-pre-show. And I, I kind of wish that you guys could see the pre-pre-show. Come because... to the live recording if you are listening here and we're in your ears right now. Yes. Definitely come hang out with us on YouTube Tuesdays at noon Eastern. We love to have you in the studio audience and you can ask your questions live that way so yes yeah. you know that's to me the whole point in this flow thing is we're explaining to people about that video first podcasting not necessarily because you want to have a video podcast you can just do it record it live like we're doing today and interact with your studio audience it's yeah. also a lot easier than just talking to yourself i can tell you point blank having co-host right here <laughs> Completely changed completely the dynamic of the show. It's totally different. But we understand a lot of people have co-hosts on whole different states. So in those situations, you can still add that extra touch 
by having your live studio audience. And that's something that I totally picked up from Leo in the many times of doing Twitter, just watching Twitter. It has been the last 18 years that I got that number officially because we decided that it's almost old enough to drink. <laughs> yeah, we, we were last night, we had an Ecamm meetup here in Dallas, and we were chatting with the team at Captivate. So shout out to our friends at Captivate. But we were talking about the kind of the difference in mentality of recording a video, recording a podcast versus doing it live. And so if you are like us, and you're, you know, a perfectionist, and you get in front of the camera, you, you know, you hit that recording button to grab audio, and you find yourself just doing it over and over and over again, you know, or, or being like, oh, screw that up and hit the pause button. That's me. Absolutely. That's me. Live doesn't seem like it would be easier. It's easier. It's, it's way easier, easier to yes. have it in front of a group. It forces you to be consistent. It forces you to kind of step past your perfectionism. Correct. You can tweak it later if you really, really need to. But, you know, I really do think it saves a lot of time 100%. and gives you a lot of confidence. So 100%. I was I was selling them on it. Hopefully, hopefully our friends so, you know, here's here's a good got example, it. Right? So we we're here at Podcast Movement 2022. And let's just say in supposition, I said, hey, we're here live at Podcast Movement 2020. Somebody in my studio <laughs> audience would pick up later that I said 2020. At the end of the show, I can add another line and say, hey, we're here at Podcast Movement 2022. When I go to edit, I can pick that clean lineup and put it in position. It'll be super easy. Yeah. So the best part about a live studio audience is we have Luis and Michelle and Aubrey and some of our other people in the chat that will tell us there's a pickup line, right? And we can pick those up at the end. This is something that we do all the time when we record Twit. If you watch us record live, at the very end, we stay, we do the show title, we do the ad reads if there's any ad reads involved, mm -hmm. and then we do any pickup lines if they had to be picked up. Not that kind of pickup lines, Luis. I know <laughs> what you're thinking. But yeah, we do those at the end, and they're much easier to edit. So now, if you guys are listening and we say something crazy, let us know and just put like pickup and then colon and tell you what you want us to fix, and we can fix it at the end. So this is also why doing it with an audience is helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're answering questions before we've even got to the questions. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how helpful we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. So I'm I'm, I'm starting questions because I see Tati has a question for us. So let's get to the beginning. What is the value in attending IRL or in real life conferences, meetups, or events? Okay, so my answer to that question is whiskey. I mean, no. <laughs> Getting to actually see your people. So had a chance to be with, you know, Rich and James Higgs and Mike, our, our awesome support guy. So we're talking about things. And then, you know, Bradley comes through and got to meet Antoine, the Captivate team. You guys all know Kelly from doing our events with us. Kelly, our challenge. Bella, yeah. she does her challenges and stuff sometimes with us. And so getting to see her, Jim Fuse, Dill Casters, a bunch of cats. So just running into your people is part of it. And the conversations that you're able to have, mm -hmm. which are just different from doing it because of, it's more asynchronous yeah. when you're in a real space. Well, and you, there is something different and something almost magical about being face to face with someone about having conversations that have nothing to do with work or your projects or things that you're doing. You are forming and continuing a relationship with someone. And then down the road, when you need help or you want to work on a project you want to collaborate with or you want to find a sponsor, all of those asks are so much easier when you actually know someone. Even last night, we were talking a lot about, you know, the idea of these spam emails and the, you know, the, the hard sell LinkedIn DMs where it's like, hey, it's so nice to connect with you. And you're like, great. And then and two seconds later, they're like, buy my thing. <laughs> and, you know, so they're like, 
spend the time getting to know people in real life, you know, sharing food together or sharing drinks together really does go a long way in understanding what they're trying to accomplish, letting them understand what you're trying to accomplish and a bit more about you. That relationship is going to be so valuable over the years. And a lot of it happens at conferences and events like this where you're coming for similar reasons. You know, you're finding other people in your niche, in your space. That matters a whole lot more. Hallway track, right? (laughs) It matters a whole lot more than than the, the sessions or kind of sitting and watching all of the content. It's the people. One thing that's hard to describe that I get, and I was talking to Luis about this. I know Honor and Fulgens, something that we talked about when we were having dinner at POV last year, you leave the event with this energy to coin fifth element. You know, that's something, that fire, that energy, it pop, 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 you know. So you have it, you come back and you're just ready to do things. You're more apt to try something challenging when you come back with the energy that you pick up from a show. Let's talk about the second point in this show today. How do you podcast when you're not in your studio, when you're not in your safe space, Doc? How do you you get it together? Like this. Uh, (laughs) You know, it is a very simplistic answer, but it's because it is a simplistic answer. You should absolutely do some shows on the road because here's what's happening. When you do some shows on the road to the person at home listening, even if they're not seeing the video, there is a sense of adventure. People are hanging on, waiting to see, will it explode? Will it mess up? Will a naked guy <laughs> run past saying, call Casino Royale or whatever? Oh. Like, there is a certain interest in adventure when you are not in your place, right? When yeah. you're doing a live remote. I think that's part of it. Also, you're helping your audience go through a sense of adventure with you. You're taking them on a journey with you. Yeah. Couple of things. You can simply use your iPhone Pick up something like a uh, lavalier Mm -hmm. that connects to your iPhone. The iPhone mics itself are pretty good with a little polishing with like Alphonic or the Descript Studio Sound in Descript. You can clean up iPhone audio pretty well. I thought one thing Luis did last year, which was incredible, we were all out throwing axes, whatever. I come back to the room and Luis is in the bathroom, whole setup in the bathroom. (laughs) Because bathrooms have amazing acoustics. Acoustics, yep. Really amazing acoustics. So Luis had his laptop in the sink. He had a Zoom H4N, the microphone, mm-hmm. kind of like set there with the phone cover, towels laid down so to kill the vibrations, sitting on the toilet sideways, not like that, people. And, <laughs> you know, close the door and like, hey, I'll be in here podcasting. You know, Aiden's okay, but if, you know, he needs anything, let me know. I'm like, cool. Aiden was just in the crib like, Sub unks, you know, and then Luis did his entire show from the bathroom. Bathrooms have great acoustics. If you rented a car and you all you have is your iPhone, the car inside the car has great acoustics unless you rent like the fit. <laughs> but <laughs> if you rent like a Camry or like a midsize comeback or something or these smaller SUVs, SUVs more than others because they rattle. Mm-hmm. So SUVs have better sounding. Your rent a car, in your rent a car, you can record a podcast. If you watch YouTube from the old school days, a lot of the acapella groups would record their songs in the car because it was like a portable recording studio. Yeah. It's worth the challenge. And like you were saying, I think too, if you're, if you're doing it from an event, you also have the opportunity to be able to take advantage of all of the hashtags and the momentum and the fun around the event. And you might even be able to do things like bring on guests that you wouldn't normally have in a different environment or, you know, or take it into a space where maybe it's not the exact same quality that you would have if you were back home in your studio. But I just think it provides a lot of opportunity that you wouldn't normally get if you were at home 
in your space. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing at a comment from the studio audience about the hootie. <laughs> yeah, we, in, in most cars, though, you will hear the acoustics is really good. You could yeah. just try it for yourself without even going on a vacation. Yeah, you yeah. can go in your, your garage or go out into your street and then close the doors. Now, it's kind of hot out right now. You Don't do it for too long. You'll bake in there. But uh, it does have amazing acoustics. Because we were coming here and we are having a booth, we knew we wanted to record some shows. Nikki wanted to record some shows. So I did bring the Rodecaster Pro 2. It is extremely portable. It's not that big. It's not that heavy. It has a so fancy case com- on top. Uh, that was from Pastor Felicia. Thank you, Felicia. Thank you, Felicia. <laughs> I need a protective cover because she knows Doc is dangerous. These are, we're recording with Shure Beta 58s today, mm-hmm. and these are amazing microphones. The primary difference between a standard SM58 and a Beta 58, the Beta 58 is slightly better on the higher end acoustics. Like if you're doing vocals or if you're doing this talking as we're doing, it has a more rounded vocal curve. Mm-hmm. And these were a better choice because you have to mix me with my, with Katie. It will even out better. <laughs> Katie's so, high-pitched laughing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So the Beta 58s were a perfect option. The Shure microphones themselves, you can get them for like 100 to 150 You can buy used ones for $20, $30. And my Shure SM58 comes from 1982. Yeah, they last. And it's still rocking. They last. And we're good friends with the team at Shure. So huge thanks to them for making great recommendations. But they suggested for this particular event that we actually go wired instead of wireless. So we have been using wireless microphones, but we don't really need to when we're in it. Sometimes you talk yourself into this idea of like, we need to have the, the top equipment. You don't need to have wireless microphones if you're in an event in like a this, it's not like- a good idea. Well, first of all, you know, you just brought up something extremely valuable. Know your location. Okay. Yeah. So we are in Dallas at Podcast Movement, and every podcaster on the planet is in this building right now recording the podcast. When we go on the show floor, we're going to be on the show floor with a whole bunch of people also with wireless. So you run the risk of wireless interference. Mm-hmm. You, we are also a stone's throw from a couple of airports and Dallas has a lot of hubs for recording places. There's a building like two blocks over that's one of the BET headquarters. Mm-hmm. So the radio interference capabilities around here would be really big. So this was a brilliant pick to go with the wired mice and, yeah. and mice. I totally was that person where I'm like, well, well, but we really want the wireless ones because we've always had the wireless ones. And Laura was like, all of everything that Doc just said. And I'm like, yeah, and I only wanted wireless because that's what we had had. And it, I thought it looked cool, but we don't, it's not a big deal. So yeah, yep. don't overthink it. Just t- take a step back and, and think through what's your rationale behind why you want something yes. as certain What's way does it make sense for what you're actually accomplishing what is your why the, the last thing that i bought as a backup and so far it's working this is a at&t wireless nighthawk 5g i'm connecting to this because it allows me to use this red cable which is the ethernet cable to pipe into katie's computer yeah but this is also 5g compatible down here in dallas right this is the at&t place there is 5g evolution so we get pretty decent speeds if you don't want to buy one of these because they're kind of hard to get right now and a little expensive, you can rent it. I rent this from one of our ECAM members, actually, a guy, Jim Tech in Honolulu. He rents this to us. And so this is perfect for the road. I'm not going to be at home for over a month. So this was great to just have this as a backup. And you know, the hotel Wi-Fi is pretty good, but it could be better. So with this, I can stick it together. And using one of our partners like Speedify, you can actually stuck those two connections together and make it even sweeter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Internet, as always, is the one, the one. big pain point that you're going to have if you're yeah. outside of your own space. And worst case scenario, if 
your internet thing doesn't work, then just record it normally. Yeah. But then take your phone and have maybe IG live and bring your audience there. Because yeah. it is nice to see your audience. And, and I can see, you know, the energy that we're getting from the people going off in the room <laughs> over here, which is fantastic. Right. There I you go. I love it. I All right. Love cool. It. Let's get down to point number three. Da, 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 da. What is in your video podcast travel kit? Whiskey. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're on theme here this trip. We're really on theme. I think the most important thing is a microphone and a backup microphone. And if you have space, I'm not going to tell you to go crazy, have a backup to the backup to the backup. For instance, we have these Beta 58s that we're using today. I also brought the Rode Wireless Go. If we were in a situation, I can take those, plug them into the secondary USB of this Rodecaster Pro or directly into Katie's computer. And the transmitter acts as a recorder itself because it records into each individual transmitter and the receiver acts as an audio interface. So if I have that plugged into the computer, it will just act as an audio interface, but we'll have backup recordings on the road. As a matter of fact, just in case, because we're in a weird situation, it would have been smart to put the roads on, even though we're not using them, just oh, because the point. audio would be recording. So we'll remember that. I also brought my microphone that plugs into my iPhone just in case, and I bought the Rode VideoMic NTG, which is the long skinny uh, shotgun mm -hmm. that's technically made for a camera because that microphone also is USB-C compatible, so it can just plug to the side of the computer and be another microphone. I actually brought four microphones because <laughs> I have the tiny little ceremonic and there the ceremonic that's made for the camera. It looks just like a small little ball with a headphone jack and you just plug it in the side of the camera. Just have a couple backups for your mic because you just never know. Yeah. Right? So that's the key element to that. And think through what, like, again, think through what you're trying to do. We're here as a brand with a booth at a show. So it matters a lot more to us to have, you know, backups on backups on backups and you know everything and knowing where the local Lowe's and Home Depot and Best Buy and all of those stores are. It may matter less to you if you're coming out to do networking and you're doing your podcast and if everything goes wrong, it's okay. You know, no big deal. No one minds. Consider what your level of investment needs to be. Yeah, yeah. What your level no of investment needs to be. Exactly. Show. It just never does, exactly. you know. And pro tip, if you're ever in downtown Dallas, they don't have those things in downtown Dallas because Texas is spread out. So they don't put them down mm -hmm. here. You just go to there. You got to check your map. Before I leave my house, I always pull up where's the CV. So I'm like, oh, there's a CVS down here. But then when I did the, you know, put your body on the street Google map style, it's a tiny little CVS. Like it's really small. Like there's nothing in there. So you have to do those research before you go. Like if you needed batteries or mm -hmm. cable or tape or something, you got to make sure that, you know, yeah. we pre-shipped a bunch of the stuff that we might need from Amazon. And it's just cool to just have it here. So just in case. So thank you, Rich, for taking Huge thank off, you, Rich. <laughs> right. So we're able to bring backup XLR cables, bring backup HDMI cables and things like that. That's a good way to do it, too. What else would be important to have? I think the main one is your mic setup. And I bring portable hard drive. I have have a couple of SSDs in the bag right there. That just because you don't know, you might run out of space in your computer, you want to dump some stuff. But also once I record it, I want to make a backup to that hard drive right away, just in case something happens. I was listening to people using a lot of profanity <laughs> to the baggage people at American because they're having baggage problems. <laughs> My suggestion is once you record it, put that recording in the cloud ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case, you know, American or Delta or somebody loses your bag. Absolutely. And again, it depends whether or not you're doing a video podcast like what we're doing and that it has live streaming and video capabilities. If that's the case, obviously, you're also going to need whatever camera you want to have. 
stands and things for uh, for your camera, for your lights. We, you know, <laughs> we're literally looking into the sun at you right now. Doc brought like all the light with him from Hawaii. <laughs> it's a it's a Nanlite 150. It's a big it's a big Nanlite, but it's nice because it's actually light. It's big as far as light output. But it's light as far as weight. I, I just realized I mixed the two spellings in a single sentence. Not a good look. It's a light light. It's a light light. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, you, you may not need that. But just think through. Like, last week, we talked all about the podcasting checklist. You should have a podcasting travel checklist. You yes. know what? Like what, if you're going to do this more than once or even just the once, you're going to want to have a checklist that says, you know, these are the things that are must haves. These are nice to haves if I have space or room. These are the things that I should just have like as many little backups that are in my bag all the time. I, all of these things are important to have on a checklist. You're going to forget. I and have, having a checklist to reference is important. I have that list that I made. It's in my Apple Notes. And I just realized that I have my phone right now because I was going to read to you what's on the list. But yeah. I wrote down what I was going to need as far as cameras and mics and cables yeah. and everything. I just went down the list. It also helps. Now, this is something I didn't do because I've done this a couple million times. But now I realize it in, in the cockiness of it. I still should have done it because I used to do this all the time. I lay it out on the floor as if it's connected without really plugging everything. In, oh, that's smart. Right? So like I would put the roadcaster on the floor. XLR, XLR, USB cable, power cable, mm -hmm. cover, right? Then I'll put the two microphones, your branding box, it's called the flag, branding box, and the foam windscreen. Put those together, right? And then over here, I'd put the computer, the power cable, the wireless, the USB, the cam link, the ethernet cable, whiskey, right? <laughs> Just check and see if we, you guys following along. Today's episode has been brought to you by the letter W for whiskey. One. <laughs> exactly. So then you would take your tripod, you'd lay it down, you put your camera, your batteries, your mics and everything. So if you remember back in the day and Instagram first came out, there was this thing of knolling. Knolling is where people would lay out their whole kit and take the vertical shot yeah. perfectly placed. Part of that is showing off. But a large part of that is we always did that before shoots. We would basically yeah. know all the gear, just like if you're going to build a bike, you know all the parts. If you've taken apart stuff on the car, you put down your parts mat and you lay everything out. So even when at Apple, when we take apart computers at the James room, we had a mat and we would put everything in very particular spots. So you knew to put everything back and you wouldn't close the box without noticing there was a piece missing. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey guys, uh, my CD drive did not come back. It's like, oops, it's in the genius room. So this way you lay everything out, you can have a visual inspection. And if you're really gung-ho or nervous, plug everything in and do a spot check at your home location and then go to your new location and everything should be gravy. But for your XLR cables, bring extras. Always have extras, you never know. Just gotta have extras at the ready, just in case. <laughs> Docs are even color-coded. <laughs> <laughs> we're orange and blue today yeah so, i mean i you know have fun with it try not to overthink it but have a checklist have a plan why you say that why you look at me katie <laughs> no a, i i am the i am definitely right up there with you for overthinking it and for over checklisting it and for overdoing it yeah, but it's just trying to make sure that you have everything because again depending on your location when we were in San Diego, everything that I needed, if you forgot something, oh, you was walk. super close yeah. by. But like in Dallas, it's further spread out. So you got to know where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I suppose wrap up this question and, and the end before we head over to live Q&A with just the idea that you you can do it. So, you know, if you're sitting here and you've been listening and you want to start a podcast, now is the time to start a podcast. Yes. And, and there are so many amazing events. Podcast movement has been awesome so far. We're excited for the 
like to dive into all of the real networking and events starting tomorrow. But they have local meetups. There's tons of podcasting groups and organizations across the country, across Canada and the UK and all you know, all over the world. Yeah. And there's a ton of other amazing podcast events as well. We did PodFest and VidFest uh, last year. We sponsored that event virtually. There's just a lot of opportunity for you to get out of your space, get to know other podcasters. Podcasting. Yes. And we're doing a virtual event. <laughs> Good reminder, Doc. But yeah, the, the opportunities are huge. So, you know, whether or not you're sitting on the fence and you're not quite there, get out and spend time with other people. It's going to help you feel more confident. It's going to let you see what they're doing when they're out in the world and, you know, network with them, get to know them better. It's so true. You know, just going around and hearing people's conversation and things like that, you get little reminders. So that's the other part. You might not even be actively in the conversation, but you can hear something and go, oh, that's a reminder. I need to do so-and-so. And you will meet people. You can just, you can probably book guests for like the next year and a half while you're here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another cool reason to be at these kind of things. And yes, make sure you RSVP for Leap Into Podcasting. It's going to be fantastic. Leapintopodcasting.com. Oh <laughs> so good. So good. I can't wait for that. That's going to be cool. Guys, this has been the flow on the road and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I hope we were able to give you some tips that you can use if you want to take your show on the road. And at this point in time, we will be diving into our live studio audience to answer questions. If you would like to partake, make sure you come see us Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern to join us in the live studio audience over on the Ecamm page on YouTube, which is Ecamm Live on YouTube. Anything else, Katie? I think that's it. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We've been live on location here in Dallas. All right. So normally when I'm at home, I'm like, okay, guys, that's in the recording and aloha, but we're in Texas. Some say, y'all come back now here. Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.